Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Today's gospel is taken from the 21st chapter of St. Matthew, beginning at the 23rd verse. It is taken from the message. After driving the money changers out of the temple, Jesus begins teaching there. His authority is questioned by the religious leaders who are supposed to be in charge of the temple. This isn't in the script, but take note that the W word at the end of this reading is porneia in the Greek. Porneia sounds like what it means. It is a bad moral behavior, and it's an alternate word for the word harlot. True authority. Then Jesus was back in the temple teaching. The high priests and leaders of the people came up and demanded, Show us your credentials. Who authorized you to teach here? Jesus responded, First, let me ask you a question. You answer my question, and I'll answer yours. About the baptism of John, who authorized it, heaven or humans? They were put on the spot and they knew it. They pulled back into a huddle and they whispered, if we say heaven, he'll ask us why we didn't believe him. If we say humans, we're against it with the people because they all hold up John as a prophet. And then they decided to concede that round to Jesus We don't know, they answered. Jesus said, then neither will I answer your question. So he told them a parable, as a good rabbi does. The story of two sons. Tell me what you think of this story. A man had two sons. He went up to the first and said, son, go out for the day and work in the vineyard. The son answered, I don't want to. Later on, he thought better of it and went. The father gave the same command to the second son. He answered, sure, glad to, but he never went. Which of the two sons did what the father asked? They said, the first. Jesus said, yes, and I tell you that crooks and whores are going to precede you into God's kingdom. John came to you showing you the right road. You turned your noses at him. But the crooks and whores believed him. Even when you saw their changed lives, you didn't care enough to change and believe him. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Woo! (laughs) Good morning! Recently, I was at a stop sign behind a big red truck when I noticed the writing around the license plate that read, do you follow Jesus this closely? (laughs) I couldn't help but laugh either because I really, really, really do not like being tailgated. I'm one of those people, if being tailgated, I'll put my blinkers on first, my hazard lights, and if they don't catch that, I'll slow down to like... 30 on a 60 until they go around me. (sighs) I know, it's the thing. 
Do you follow Jesus this closely? But it also reminded me of a video that we watched a bunch of years ago by Rob Bell called Dust. The purpose of that video was to remind us that we are the disciples of Christ, who was a rabbi and whose disciples followed him so closely that they were figuratively and literally covered in the dust of Rabbi Jesus. I like that image, particularly because it is an action. I have considered what it means to be and to become a disciple of Jesus Christ my whole life. It feels different for me than calling myself a Christian or a believer. Perhaps it's more in light of how some Christians sound like clanging symbols of self-righteousness with their words instead of showing up, doing good, and being kind. When it feels like I'm just hearing lip service, I like to turn off that kind of language. And don't get me wrong, I have no problem if that is how you identify. The believer word works for many also. And I guess I move away from that because as a child who loved the band The Monkees, my brain simply goes to the catchy phrases, Oh, I'm in love. Oh, I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if I tried. Did you know that Neil Diamond actually wrote that song? I didn't. Anywho, whether you believe or not, it doesn't really matter according to the gospel, according to St. Matthew. In fact, Yong Suk Kim, in his commentary, suggested that from the Sermon on the Mount, way back in chapter 5 in the Gospel of St. Matthew, Jesus taught the disciple, and I quote, The disciple's urgent task is not merely to know who God is, but what to do, what God wants them to do, which is to love all, including enemies. Unquote. Yes, we are called to focus on God's radical love for everyone because, and you know the phrase, all means all. No one is left behind. So let's contextualize the text for today because we skipped a bit from last week to this week. If you didn't catch it, it's on podcast. There's no reason why you can't catch up with sermons. Back in Matthew 21, Jesus enters Jerusalem on a donkey where the people shout, what's the first word? Hosanna. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And prior to this, Jesus showed who God is and continues to be by teaching about the kingdom of God, by tending to the sick and the lame, including those who were marginalized and not allowed to be in community because of whatever, right? Jesus taught as one with authority. Jesus is a rabbi. Jesus is the son of God, which is also reflected in what precedes this text for today. Jesus, after entering Jerusalem on a donkey where everybody's on his side, Hosanna, woo-hoo-hoo, he goes to the temple not the government center. And he pitches a major fit because the temple 
had been turned into a place where those in authority, namely the chief priests and the scribes, misused their power. Temple is a place for prayer, not a place where economics or politics are centerpiece. It is at the temple that Jesus cured the lame and the blind, tossed over the tables of the high exchange rates, inflation of the cost of sacrifices, and shows his authority as a follower of God's will. The chief priests and the elders confront him and say, well, where'd you get that authority? And here's the part that I appreciate about Rabbi Jesus. I'll answer you all if you can answer me. Thus the parable. Two sons. One says, yeah, I'll work and doesn't. The other says no and goes and does. Who did the father's will? Mr. Lip Service or Mr. Gitter Done? <laughs> Back to the commentary. The important thing is not knowledge but repentance, which means literally to turn around and go in a different direction than what you had before. The important thing is not knowledge but repentance and doing the will of God. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you because they changed their minds. Jesus' point is again that what is essential in the kingdom of God is not one's position, knowledge, or authority, even if it's from God, but it's one's change of mind and doing the will of God. Okay, ready? My talk talks, and my walk walks, but my walk walks louder than my talk talks. Tanner would be proud. Tanner would be proud, yay. Thank you. This also comes to fruition <laughs> when Jesus leaves Jerusalem and curses a fig tree because it bore no fruit. See what I did there? Fruition, fruit tree. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm a believer. I wouldn't leave her if I... All right. We're called to bear fruit, to be righteous, not self-righteous, to love people until they ask why. All of this sets up the theological construct of action. It is the red thread that is stitched through the fabric of Matthew. If you don't do the will of God, then who are you? That's what the text is asking. This is repeated in Matthew 23. Then Jesus said to the crowds and his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it, but don't do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. Mr. Lip Service. Being a disciple of God means that we practice what we preach, namely to live into our theme for this school year, which is do justice, love mercy, walk humbly, over and over and over and over again. Do you follow Jesus this closely? I am fully convinced that the greatest thing that you can do for someone, the most Jesus-like, most God-honoring thing, is to err on the side of loving them. We are called to love, 
Love is a verb. Do justice, love mercy, walk humbly. Let your walk talk louder by following in the dust of Rabbi Jesus. And for this good challenge, we can all say, Thanks be to God.